Humans evolved from clams? That's no. Yeah, I didn't hear that one either. (laughs) And I consider myself kind of a Scientology expert. I read a book, Ray. You may have read the fucking Koran, but I read a Scientology book. (laughs) Did you read Dianetics? No, no, no. I'm scared to read Dianetics. (laughs) You're going to get sucked into the religion? I am at... Dude, after I read uh, Beyond Belief, (laughs) which is the story of Jenna Miscavige, the one... the Right. What's his name's daughter who left? David Miscavige's daughter. Okay. And after reading this, I was like, there's no fucking way I will ever pick up Dianetics just just because I'm so nervous that, like, something will make sense to me in it and I'll wind up giving all my money to them or some bullshit like that. (laughs) (laughs) We are four ordinary Americans who happen to be atheists talking about current topics and religious nonsense. Welcome to the Profane Argument. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. And this week, we are going to pretty much dedicate the show to Scientology. We're all converting. (laughs) (laughs) Hail Zenu. Oh, wait. We're... We're going to start off with a list of beliefs within Scientology, rank those beliefs on how utterly loopy they are, and then uh, follow that up with just a plethora of ridiculous things that surround the religion and those that follow it, if you can call it a religion. Because, Which I don't. Yeah. The more you look at it, the less it's a religion. But we'll get into it's, that. So it, it still does have... Uh, it is... Uh, no tax, tax-free religion. It is a tax-free organization still. It is. Just because they leverage their way in there with money does not make them a religion. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, but, and maybe in the eyes of the law, which I still don't think they actually believe either, but... At least this country, they are tax-free. Other yeah, countries are right. not. Yeah. Germany, for example, where they, <laughs> they're yeah. classified as a cult. But before we get into all that, the, I have a list of nine things... That are beliefs, things that Scientologists believe, things that partially that the the religion is based on, and partially just things that they have to believe in order to proceed and and get closer to their goal in the religion. Some of them, a lot of Scientologists don't know about yet, because part of Scientology is you're not supposed to know the inner workings until you are uh, reach a certain level. Right, and because, pay a certain amount of money. Right, and to reach those levels, it costs money. Uh, so the nine things we're going to start off with with the, the wow, one of the best ones, Xenu. Uh, so I don't know how to start this without getting into the story, like the actual storyline of how the religion has come to be. So, th- if you'd want, like the the cartoon version, <laughs> South Park. Covered it they did. quite well. <laughs> but we'll go over it real quick here. So Zenu, to yeah. be, the first thing that Zenu is, he existed 75 million years ago and was the galactic ruler of 76 planets, including Earth, uh, which was known as T-Giac, T-G-A-C, something like that. But in any mm-hmm. case, so the idea is Zenu existed and the planets were overpopulated. So he grabbed up, what, what is it, a few billion Billions right. of his people. He had 107, oh, yeah, it's 178 billion. billion people, and he grabbed up several billions of them, loaded them up onto DC-8s. They weren't actual DC-8s, but they were spaceships that 
look like DC-8s. And you would wonder, why would they look like dc Well, turns out, we made DC-8s because we have remembrance of those spaceships. See. <laughs> oh! So that's... Classic As Elrond it turns Hubbard. out, our airplanes, we modeled them after these other spaceships. So see, that's that's why they look like that. But then he, he took all those uh, citizens, took them to Earth, put them in volcanoes, lowered hydrogen bombs into the volcanoes, and detonated them, thus getting rid of his population. However, the people's souls escaped and inhabited Earth. And that wasn't working out too well, so he used an electronic ribbon to suck up and vacuum up all the souls and showed them a 3D super-colossal motion picture for 36 days, implanting misleading data that allowed people to believe in God and the devil and and everything like that and establish their religions. So they weren't... That's what people believe in God and the devil because their, their previous souls... Watch this movie for thirty six hours, for thirty six <laughs> days. See, uh, I, I, I think it's worth mentioning that when you are a Scientologist, that you do not learn this till you, there is no mention of any of this till years down the road and thousands and thousands of dollars spent. I believe you learn the story of Zeno at like Thetan level eight or th- it's three or eight, something like that. But no mention right. of this beforehand. Yeah, this is <laughs> at all. They just spring this shit on you like years <laughs> later. Well, what is it? Yeah, it's uh, being you're already pot committed at that point. <laughs> you have to in. be. I mean, yeah. Most <laughs> of the people who have left are like, "What do you do at that fucking point?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you just you just don't throw good money after bad. <laughs> so that's the first, the very first item on our list is Zenu. Just that Zenu exists. One of the other things that I should probably have thrown on here, but I didn't, was that the universe is actually four quadrillion years old, and that. Yeah. Uh, that was the first, what do you call it? It's not the first movement, but the first in- incident. I don't remember what he called it. But in any case, so oh, he's only yeah. off by, you know, a few zeros. <laughs> <laughs> a few <Yeah>. quadrillions. <laughs> but uh, in any case, Xenu. Xenu was the great lord, that, that the, the great galactic lord that caused all of all of this thing that we call life on Earth to happen. Number two is the idea of Thetans. And Thetans are souls. They are the souls that were of the people that were killed in the great volcanic hydro- <laughs> hydrogen bomb explosions. <laughs> How am I getting through this? Um, <laughs> so, well, uh, so, so the idea behind Thetans is that they are the souls that cling onto bodies, and that's part of uh, part of you getting better and becoming a better person is getting rid of these Thetans that are clinging onto your to your body. So, number three, and this was something that it, I didn't, I certainly had never heard of before doing a little bit of research, but L. Ron Hubbard uh, had claimed that humans evolved from clams. Not mm-hmm. apes. Right. Interesting. Okay, are we going to talk about that some more? <laughs> <laughs> the man sure did love the sea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the one thing that, the one thing that I read was that Hubbard didn't reveal too much about the clam memory, and he refers to it several different <laughs> places, clam memory, because he, he didn't want to reveal it because the victim may grip his jaw with his hand and feel upset. He may even have, have to have a few teeth pulled because you're repressing memories of having once been a clam, and clam didn't have Clams didn't have teeth, so... So if you grind your teeth at night, it's yes. clam memory? Yeah, now you're on board. Mm. Now you're getting it. <laughs> Give us a thousand dollars. 
something else that uh, Scientologists has to believe, and that this all Scientologists actually have to believe, is that there is such a thing as an e-meter and that it works. Uh, they use the e-meter to audit people so that they can become clear. I'm actually not doing air quotes, but you can imagine that I was. Um, <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> so auditing is the process where you go in and you talk with an auditor and you hold... Now, see, on TV, I've seen these things and they look like just metal posts. But in the, the articles I read online, they are described as being similar to soup cans. Yeah, they're, they're two like cylindrical silver things that look like soup cans attached with two wires to a electronic meter that moves right. back and forth. The the, Mark, the the Scientology Mark 8 Ultra E-meter is very <laughs> fancy. It's red and shiny. <laughs> now, what this actually does is it sends a very slight electrical signal through these cans, c- cylinders, through you, and it picks up changes in uh, in your system, like between between your hands basically so the idea is that any change in your electrical impulses in your body can be picked up by the meter and the auditor can determine i don't know where you're at how you're doing well they they ask you right. questions while they're doing that and depending on what you answer what the meter is if it's in the bad area they keep probing on you to the till you get an answer where the meter goes to where they want it to go. The meter doesn't mean shit. It does. There's no scientific proof behind it that you, there's even any way to change it. Right. And they also record and write down everything you're saying while this is going on, and it could go on. And for they hours. ask you very yeah. personal questions. Very personal. It's kind of. Right. I, I find it similar to uh, giving confession in the Catholic Church. Except way worse. (laughs) Well, the reason I liken it to that is because in the Catholic Church, you give, I mean, way back in the Crusades, you know, 1400s, 1500s, the church would record what you confessed and then use that against you to control you. Mm. Well, now we know where Elrond got the idea from. Right. (laughs) And there is a a component of it that is is in lie detectors. Lie detectors use skin galvanic response. So there is... A tiny little hair of science behind it, but it's very, very slim. At most, it'll tell you that your you know, your muscles are being more active. That's about it. Right. And if you don't give the answer they want, they just keep probing you. So. Right. It, it's more about understanding um, humans and reading body language and, and knowing that you've hit a sensitive subject and you've got something that you can blackmail people with. Right. Hmm. Getting John Travolta to admit that he slept with a man. Sure. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Audit worked. <laughs> It does seem to be all about digging dirt up on people, yeah. So number five on my list is tone scaling. And my understanding is that the auditor, upon doing the audit, comes up with a a number for that person. And that number is on a scale according to how spiritually alive the person is and how dead the person is. And the scale is from 40 to negative 40. That much I know. And I also know that 1.1 is the worst, because a person who comes out as 1.1 may seem to be friendly to you, but is covertly hostile. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, but negative 40 Hmm? is total failure, so. Yeah, but at least you can see them coming. Yeah. 1.1s are sneaky. (laughs) They're journalists trying to infiltrate. (laughs) 1.1 1. 1 is in between anxiety and unexpressed resentment. Yeah. 
So supposedly the 1.1 is the group of people that it's kind of, again, I'm going to liken this to another religion. In, in Islam, you have the, the infidel. And, and one of the worst things is the infidel who tries to become or, tr- or pretends to become uh, a believer in order to infiltrate the believers. And this, you know, the, the penalty for that, you, you can imagine. So it's kind of the same way in Scientology that they, they say that, oh, well, if you have a nice face, but you're actually, you know, hostile toward us, it just, it allows the Scientologists to, uh, uh, well, as we'll learn about it later, uh, call you fair game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. So there's tone scaling. Number six is, I believe that humans have not five, but 57 senses. Uh-huh. Oh, there's some truth behind that. <laughs> really? Well, humans <laughs> definitely have more than five sentences. Senses. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I, yeah. I wouldn't say we have 57, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I agree yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you have a uh, sense of time, don't you? Sense mm-hmm. of balance? Uh Sense of direction? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the definition of the words. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, in my line of thinking, the sense is the ability to detect, the ability to perceive, and the sense of time is more of a theoretical construct than an actual physical sense. But maybe that's what he was going for. Hmm. Well, what are, did they list off any of the extra 52 senses that we have? Yes. If only I had that open still. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can find them when we when we uh, discuss. Oh, the very I, I just found so, it. The very first one is time. Yeah. So time. Right. So sight, taste, color, which I don't know how that is different than sight. Mm-hmm. Depth, solidity, <laughs> relative sizes, sound, pitch, tone, and volume and rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are all. Under hearing. sight. Yeah, they're all under hearing. Those other ones are all under sight. Yeah, I guess uh, if you want to... That's silly. Smell, touch, personal emotion, mm. endocrine states. Hmm. Yeah. Touch, that's still under touch. I like mine better. Sense time, sense of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, magnetic fields. That's an interesting one. Maybe. Pigeons can Moist- do it. Moisture, per- in parenthetically, self. I don't know what that means. Uh, compass direction. So, there uh, you go. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. 57 senses. Uh, the next Just like one, Heinz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's where Heinz got that, is because yeah. they right. innately know that they have 57 senses. Oh, uh, right. One of their previous souls had a memory. Right. One, f- one flavor for every sense that you have. <laughs> so number seven is the belief that all psychiatrists are evil, scheming, diabolical monsters who are part of a global conspiracy of drug control and murder. Uh, that's just because they rejected him. <laughs> no. You know what this is? This is from the clear-cut brainwashing part of it. You need to keep people away from psychiatrists mm, when you're trying to get them to join. Deco- and it, that is really the only reason why, I believe. Well, he was rejected. I mean, he came up with a couple of um, uh, papers in his early career about uh, psychology, and they completely ignored him and panned him. So mm. he being L. Ron Hubbard. So both, both, yes. But yeah, absolutely keeping people away from psychiatrists so they can't deprogram you i'm sure is a priority yeah and if you start getting depressed people and putting them on antidepressants they might just start to realize what you're actually doing to them yeah so keep them depressed keep them questioning everything yep oh i hate scientology (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, number eight is that any the belief that any critics or enemies may be deprived of property or injured by any means by any Scientologist. And this practice is known as fair game. Now, this uh, was a part of Scientology when it started, but he denounced the, the term fair game in, what, 67? Or maybe it was... Might have been later than that. It might have been mid seventies, but at some point he denounced the the idea of fair game and said, "No, Scientologists don't do that anymore. We don't, you know, we're not doing that." And I think it was because they were getting into some legal issues. Did that now, have anything to do with the Project Snow White thing that they tried to pull off? I don't know. Possibly, oh. very, very possibly. But we also know some things that I came up with in in research. The the idea that quote unquote fair game is out of their uh, dictionary is well they might not call it that but they still practice it mm-hmm. they just do it with lawyers now not just well yeah they do what? it with squirrel busters as well <laughs> squirrel busters <laughs> uh, and the last thing that I put on the list was that Sea Org members and the Sea Org is the junior, most elite junior Scientolo- oh, I thought it was the other way around I thought Sea Orgs were junior Scientologists no no, that's the group of people who, like, I think originally they were called the Sea Org because they were the people that he allowed to go with him on his boat. Oh. When he was avoiding the law and went out to, to sea, you know, international waters so they couldn't arrest him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the junior thing is, uh, what the hell is it called? It's called something else, but they send you there pretty early, like seven or eight. I don't, I don't know what that's called. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, Something pack or something. Like, I got to tell you, when I read this book, there's so many acronyms and shit in it. You you drive yourself fucking crazy, <laughs> right? But I know she gets sent to this place, and it's not Sea Org is what you want it. Sea Org is like the officers' club of being a Scientologist, if, and as long as you're not a laborer, yes, yeah. And the kid part, what the? I'd have to look it up. But that's where they were going to send Katie Katie Holmes's daughter to, not not the Sea uh, Org, something else, right? Yeah, the Sea Org is the elite, like like you said, the highest members of Scientology are members of the Sea Org. And they must sign a billion-year contract <laughs> to become members. That's just one minor thing that they have to do. There's, there's other things as well. But a billion-year contract, because Scientology, they believe that people reincarnate, that your soul lives on, that you are basically immortal... So you're it's th- not just it's not just Sea Org members they get to sign that contract either because I know in that book she talks about when she was at the kid thing which again I forget the name of they have all the kids sign that billion year contract too she was like seven years old and signed oh, okay. the billion year contract Cadet Org maybe that's what it is okay yeah it's all steeped in Navy terminology yeah. and shit like that of course it is mm-hmm. we'll get into his Navy career here in, the, in a little bit um, because this is fantastic <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, anyone want to start out with what they think is the least loopy, crazy <laughs> idea in this list? I don't know. Mm. I, I heard that humans having more than five senses, that seems, you know, plausible. <laughs> well, after you listed what they thought were the 57 senses, I would say the least crazy thing in this is probably the psychiatrist or the fair game thing to start. I mean, you know. Well, what about humans evolved from clams? I mean, no, humans did no, not. No, that's, that's, that's highly crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but humans didn't evolve from clams the same way that humans didn't evolve from apes. We ha- have a common ancestor. Right. I mean, well, cl- technically, yes, we have 
ancestors were clams as well. <laughs> so I guess that makes it least crazy. That was just my vote. Either Anybody that, else? Either that or Zeno, because that is totally true. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, where do you lie? Uh, I'm, I've got to re. I'm, I'm recapping these and seeing which if there's any that is the least crazy. I guess. I mean, nine is kind of the, not that crazy. It's they just slapped a a number on. Contract. Yeah, they just slapped mm-hmm. a, a number on there that they thought was even more committal than than a lifetime contract. Mm. So yeah, sure, that one's yeah. The only thing, my pr- biggest problem with numbers with uh, the psychiatrists is um, you had me, and then you lose me at global conspiracy. I'm like, yeah. no, there's no way. There's no way the psychiatrists are working together. <laughs> and they're not they're all just, evil, scheming, diabolical monsters either. They're yeah, doing all the good in the world. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like quackery to me, but... <laughs> no, I, uh, I agree that they are not all evil, but you know, again, we've discussed the purpose of that one. So uh, at the root of it, it seems less crazy. I, I kind of want to re recategorize for the least harmful to the most harmful. No, mm. you do that, then yeah, then you can't put that one first. Humans I mean, evolved from clans would be the least harmful. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's a whole lot that aren't harmful at all, but there are some that are very harmful. Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair game is harmful, like through the roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just sounds like you want to make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're just fair game. And we're kind of making ourselves fair game here, too. <laughs> yeah, because then humans believing in fi- or having the 57 senses, that's very not harmful. Yeah. You know. It, I, I, I think yeah, number six I can go with because there. I think humans do have more than five senses. I think there's a lot of gray scale, you know, shades of gray in there. And there's other things that are not inclusive of those five, like a sense of time. That is very ephemeral. But humans have more than five senses. Yes, I agree. Is it yeah, 57? But, yeah, Fifty-seven is what makes it super sketchy. Yeah. If you told me seven, I'd be like, "All right, you can probably twist my arm to seven. But uh, well, wait, are we debating least harmful? Or are we de- debating most crazy? What are we doing? Uh, I, I think we have to stick with the uh, the most crazy, or okay. in this case, we're the least eliminating. Crazy? Yeah. Okay. By least crazy. So I'm going to say that uh, number seven, that all psychiatrists are evil, and that there's a global conspiracy. Even though that is kind of crazy, the idea behind it makes sense in that you don't want your people talking to psychiatrists Mm. because you don't want people questioning your what you're telling them so it makes sense and it's not that crazy of a of a belief to instill in the people that the you know psychiatry psychology and you know the the field of of mental health and wellness in general is relatively new people don't Mm. have a good understanding of that and uh you know, to doubt its legitimacy is not that far-fetched and not that long ago. Okay, Although so it's not as new as Scientology. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So setting aside the diabolicalness of it. <laughs> yes. And the global conspiracy part. And the global conspiracy part, yeah. Well, I mean, if you, yeah, like you said, if you want to keep people away from psychiatrists and people that can help them, it's diabolical and effective. But on one hand... <laughs> I do have to. Be- I, I do subscribe to the fact that people are willing to subscribe drugs for anything these days. Yeah, you know, as just like okay, yeah, yeah, go take that pill, you'll be fine. You know, and not dealing with the issue. So they're kind of right in that sense. Sure, but you know, I can't take everything with it. <laughs> All right, it, I, I don't hear any major arguments. I think I'm moving it to the bottom. Okay. Yeah, I agree. 
I think again at these these last couple. I think I think the Sea Org contract and Fair Game are are amongst the least crazy things that we've heard. Yeah, yeah Fair Game is de- totally non crazy. I mean, yeah, they may have put a quotes around it and gave it a definition, but a, a lot of so called religions <laughs> kind of take that. I mean, maybe not the injury part, but well, they're kill- a little more killing apostates. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Back in the day, yeah, fuck it. That should have been number one. <laughs> or number ten. Yeah. I, I mean, and just in general, not tied to religion at all, the idea that you should strengthen yourself by weakening your enemy, yeah. that's, that's, just, that's just logic right there. <laughs> that's that's Sun Tzu right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Billionaire contract, that's uh, just... You know, mind control. That's just a way of saying yeah, it's not just it's... you, but it's your thetan that is inside of you that is also bound to this contract. Sure. But wait. Hmm? You got to understand something. If you actually believe that you're going to be alive for a billion years to fulfill this contract, is that crazy? <laughs> or does the or like something as stupid as tone scale <laughs> seem least less crazy than the billion year contract? Well, the thing about tone scale and auditing to clear are they're very mind control elements well that's the thing maybe tone scale should be linked in with auditing because yeah, yeah you because know, in a way it is yeah yeah because i mean if you if we're just going to take that one part of it out because if you th- if you throw tone scale in auditing then yeah i'm like okay then that's up there yeah but that's all about just it's just straight up mind control it's you know controlling your your followers oh yeah i mean if you if you take those two then i would say yeah billion year contract is lower mm. and humans evolving from clams man that's yeah. so bizarre I was going to say, it's definitely, you know, in a very specific way, it's grossly inaccurate. Mm. But again, as, as, as the further, you know, if you pull further and further back from that, if he's just claiming it in the cosmic sense of all things are nothing more than recycled star stuff, then sure. I'm we are, we are <laughs> evolved from clams. Sure. Clams <laughs> and humans are essentially the same thing. Then why are there still clams? But no, but that's, I mean, you can, if you go back, you can trace everything to everything. So, I mean, I wouldn't say we directly evolve from clans. We share DNA and, you know, certain other things. We share a lot of DNA. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nuts. No. I mean, it's nuts, but it's not. (laughs) We share a lot of DNA with pineapples. Yeah. We share DNA with trees, plants. I mean, everything. Right. Yeah, now the need to knock out some teeth because of my clan <laughs> memories. <laughs> All right, that's, that's different. Yeah, that yeah that's where it gets crazy a little nutty. stuff. So, in his 1952 book, A History of Man, uh, L. Ron Hubbard says that the discovery of the GE, his version of genetics, makes it possible to at least vindicate the theory of evolution purposed by Darwin and to discover the various missing connections in the line, as well as explore the characteristics. So he basically said, yeah, Darwin's on to something, but what I have discovered is more accurate. Because he later on goes to say, uh, he describes um, the what is, uh, what's the book of, what's Darwin's big book? I'm losing it. Origin of Species. Yeah, yeah the Origin of Species. Uh, he describes the Origin of Species as a sprawling and contradictory mass of poorly compiled data <laughs> taken from ancient swamps and tar pits. <laughs> so, <laughs> he basically is, yeah, Darwin was onto something, but I'm, I, I got it down. <laughs> That's where genius. the uh, Evolve from Clams <sighs> comes so, from. 
So am I dropping? Did I understand correctly that I'm dropping the uh, billion year contract because yeah, it's uh, the least crazy because yeah, because I don't it, agree. But if I'm outvoted, I'm outvoted. Again, when you brought up the part about you know believing that that contract would need to be fulfilled, that is crazy. Mm. But telling a believer that they are committed to you for eternity, yeah, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you yeah, if you're on board with the Thetans, then this makes perfect sense at that point. Right. One you know, falls from the other. So I don't, I'm lost. Does that make it le- less crazy or more crazy <laughs> <laughs> than clams? I'm going to have my issues with this and the clam thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could go either way with the clam thing. Either one of those, I'd be happy with it being next at, at the bottom of the list. I'm Either way. Well, I only say this because you tell me, you know, if I honestly believe that I'm signing a billion-year contract, I've seen people die around me. For years. Mm. I've never seen one of them come back. But you tell me I evolved from a clam. There's no way I can prove or disprove that just by sitting, you know, at a desk, you know, or observing things around me. So that's why I feel the clam thing is less crazy. If you're going to believe that, just be like, okay, fine. I evolved from a clam. (laughs) You say so. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, see, I'm not sure, though. Again, I'm not super bright. But if there's one thing that science (laughs) tells me is that you can prove or disprove that with math. I'm sure there's a set of equations. No, but I'm saying, like, you can't – I can't prove or disprove that by just observing, looking around me. But I can definitely tell you people die. I've been to funerals. <laughs> there have been people in my life. They've disappeared. They have not come back. <laughs> I, I'm going with the, the argument also that we do share a common ancestor. Yeah. I mean, clams have DNA. So do we. We can show that there's a common ancestor between living organisms. On Earth. So. But does it get crazier, though, Ray, if they showed you one of those charts, you know, where you see, like, the monkey, the ape, and then the man walking, if they just showed you a clam, and <laughs> the clam <laughs> spreaded the legs? Clam is the missing link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it depends. If they show you a clam, then they show you a thetan going into the clam, and then a human springing out of the clamshell. Uh, <laughs> Then we're our way into the crazy train. Yeah, but I don't think even L. Ron Hubbard believed that. Okay. <laughs> and then someone knocking that person's teeth out. <laughs> All right. Then there were five. Xenu yeah. uh, and the Thetans. That's got to be a name for a good band right there. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's still on the list. The E-meter, believing that you can diagnose someone with an E-meter. I think we're going to have to group that and the tone scaling together. I think you're right. That should be one thing. And then uh, the humans have 57 senses. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we what basically the- got four items here. Sure. Right. Um, oh, this is again, tough. It, this is it's, tough. It's, it's tough. It, I was going to say it's tough because, you know, you have to, again, for all these, we've seen that you have to look past, you know, just the face value of what we're reading here in the sentence and wonder, you know, is it is it crazy when attempting to indoctrinate people into anything to slap some fancy-looking, esoteric piece of fake technology mm-hmm. and tell them this is, you know, this is how I'm I'm drawing my conclusions. And they're like, ooh, there's a level of, of uh, you know, now I believe you because mm-hmm. there's a machine going beep. <laughs> not only that, they're telling you, I'm trained to read this, you're not. Right. So I'm kind of with you on this one because, like, these people are like, well, okay, I don't know how to work it. So, and he does. So it must be right. Sure. So it's I, not I was going to that- say, I, I agree with you. I see where you're going and, and I, I can follow that. If, you know, it's, it's, I would say that it's no different than any other, even though 
I we clearly, at least I clearly believe that, you know, it's obviously a fraud. You know, if I didn't think that, you know, would it be a huge leap to say that, you know, someone trained to read this and what I'm seeing could be totally different results? I would say that about any piece of, you know, fancy technological equipment. Right. Well, and I only agree with this comparing it to the 57 senses, because if you told me that and I was like, I have to use my sense of moisture? What? <laughs> <laughs> How do I do that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, interesting. The audit, the e-meter it reminds me very much of um, uh, an actual lie detector. So they've done studies about lie detectors, whether they work or not. And as long as the public believed that they worked, they worked because you put – somebody in a room with a police officer and you hook them up to a machine and the the police officer says okay this will tell me when you lie and you try a couple of things and you you know you 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 tweak the test and just reading people it works people believe it you 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 will every time you tell a lie the police officer will know you tell a lie just because you believe that the machine works so i i think it's it's along the same lines It's, it's it's just a less sophisticated version of that I also would like to throw out there that, you know, on this planet, we have a whole bunch of people who believe in, I don't know, acupuncture, cupping, mm. yeah, all the other crazy, you know, the did things that Did you guys have, discuss cupping when I was gone? We did. We did. Oh, I would have loved Sorry. to. I got to listen. No, that's all right. I, I'm it, it was Phelps. <laughs> Phelps. We had to, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, if you believe in that, why not believe that you can have a meter that detects my, uh, you know, electron variation and whatever it is. Yeah. How, How many thetans you is- got? <laughs> <laughs> My body's riddled with thetans. <laughs> well, but thetans, though, are, are, I mean, the origin of thetans is complete bullshit craziness. But if you tell people that a thetan is a soul... And they were born, you know, born into Christianity. That's that's not a big leap. No, but it's still crazy belief. <laughs> I think yeah. it's I think it's uh, I think it's crazier than believing in the e meter. Yeah, at least you can see the e meter. <laughs> True. All right, I'm on board with that. <laughs> so I'm dropping auditing in the tone scaling. Um, okay. I'm going to make an argument that a solid number three is the 57 senses, senses just because I think the idea behind Xenu, you have to, you've really got to accept a whole lot to, mm-hmm. to believe in Xenu. And oh, yeah. Xenu's the king for a reason. Oh, yeah. Him <laughs> There's a reason it's sitting at number one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, senses, I, I, you know, while I seriously disagree with it, you know, I can see. That, you know, all he did was, you know, make subcategories for each of the five senses and, you know, slap different titles on them and suggest that they're independent, even though they're, you know, all clearly drawn from one of the five major categories. Yeah. So. I don't think you get any argument on senses. Solid three. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because there's no way that I I can fight off. Thetans and uh, and Xenu. <laughs> right. Now, Thetans, I am going to make the argument that it should be a solid number two because, like you said, it's very similar to the concept of the soul or the spirit. And, man, there are so many people that believe in that. Oh, yeah. Now, if you tag on to it the 36-day 3D movie they had to watch. And- Holy majoli. <laughs> That really adds, yeah, that pulls it away from the, the, uh, you know, well, tons of people believe in souls. Right. I'm like, well, that doesn't make it any less crazy just because tons of people believe in it. But (laughs) for the sake of ever weighing this list down. But the way uh, that I see it is, if you start tagging on things like that, you're just moving it closer to Xenu. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it deserves to move closer to Xenu. And how many planets did he have again? 76. 
Why? 26 stars, 76 planets, including Earth. What? That seems like... Again, if we are talking about the infinite reaches of space, what a minor warlord. (laughs) (laughs) I would say the United Federation of Planets is far more powerful than Xenu. Sure. Well, Well, keep in mind, it was, what... Three quadrillion years ago? (laughs) There weren't that many planets then, so... (laughs) (laughs) What was I thinking? (laughs) Who knows what he could have done in in this time? Right. Okay. Well, I was selling him short, but... Yeah. So since I found it, I want to mention that... What do you refer to these things as incidents? You had Incident 1, which is the creation of the universe, which was set four quadrillion years ago. Incident 2 is the the stuff about Xenu. That's incident two. But ah. even, even I mean, 76 planets is a tiny, tiny little corner of, of a solar, of a, of a galaxy. Well, but so, it's seven, it's, it's 76 inhabited planets. Yeah. When you say it that way, then that's, it could cover a big area because we know how many planets are <laughs> uninhabited. So I, I think Ian is selling uh, Xenu short here. Yeah, he, I guess. <laughs> he might've had just... the whole alpha quadrant to himself. <laughs> And I and I guess that it, you know, this is back in 1967, which they hadn't they had theorized the existence of other planets, but they didn't know. So I don't think that they even I don't know if 1967 they even knew how big the universe was. Oh no, no! I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we still don't. But I mean, I'm sure they knew about other planets in 1967. Theoretical, but we hadn't seen any or measured any, though. Well, so I mean, Ju- Jupiter and Saturn and stuff, our solar system, right? Yes, but- <laughs> That's what I was like. I'm pretty sure Sorry. they have. Garrett. Those ones, yes. <laughs> Not one. You mean ones finding did, right? any Earth-like planets outside our solar system. Right. Thank you. So, yes. sure. I just, man, and this whole thing just—it <laughs> really just just shakes me up mentally. I just don't know how you make this leap. There's so many things. Like it's just so amazing. Yeah. But Karen right. said it right. You're pot committed when you find out all this shit. And remember, a lot of this was pre-internet, so you didn't know this ahead of time. All right. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you don't lead with this, yeah. Like, I just, man. There are so many there. levels you have to get through to right. to find out this information. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Oh. You have to, according to what I just read, you need to be OT3, which is Operating Thetan 3, in order to have any idea about what is referred to as the cosmogony, which is the story of Zeno. Right, and that's not just like you start out at OT1, because there's like no. 15 levels before that. <laughs> yeah, you start out as a pre-clear, and I don't know how many levels there are to mm-hmm. that. Man. And then you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and go through uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of audits in order to become clear. And some people never become clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a brainwashing cult mixed with a pyramid scheme. It is <laughs> fucking genius, what this guy did. <laughs> is. And again, like, is is Dianetics, is that book that good? Because I know, you know, on this show, we have taken time to, you know, sass people who call themselves Jedis, and that's a much better story. <laughs> like, I, and that, that, and I couldn't even begin to tell you how ridiculous I think they are when they're like, no, that stuff's legit. Like, if I sat down here on the show next week and said, guys, I've had a revelation, I now worship the Seven, George R.R. R. Martin is my god. <laughs> Uh, that stuff is legit. Uh, I be uh, winter now, is coming. I'm no longer yeah, winter is coming. <laughs> I'm no longer paying taxes. The end. No, oh, Dianet- Mother have mercy. Dianetics is, uh, from what I believe, is not uh, like a, a fictional story. It's a self help book. 
right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard wrote some really bad science fiction novels. Anybody ever seen Battlefield Earth? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my fucking I have, God. I have heard many times that the movie doesn't do the book justice. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I should have read the book, but the movie's horrible. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Dianetics, it's not like you're going to be like, it was such a great story and now I changed. It's like a self-help book. And then little self-help groups started springing up around the book. And then that's when he saw his opening. Yeah. And was that's like, crazy. oh, I can make some dough off this. Yeah, it's and good. I think he wrote Dianetics on a fucking dare, right? That was the th- that was always the rumor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed. Yeah, supposedly it was a bet between him and Robert Heinlein, but there's no supporting evidence that it ever happened. Um, supposedly, autobiographical pieces and as well as biographical pieces written by his wife claim that the bet did indeed occur. And Stranger in a Strange Land, which Heinlein wrote, is sometimes claimed to be his attempt, but no proof. What did he fail? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. But the story would be that they came up with the idea that to make real money, because as a sci-fi writer, you make about a penny a word. Mm. So to make real money, you need to get into religion, and that they they basically bet to each other that they could write a book that would establish a religion, and clearly, L. Ron Hubbard wins. Yes. <laughs> By millions yeah. and billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting. I th- I would bet you that um, Scientology scrubbed the existence of that bet from any oh, written, any, anything written that it could find, because it's ob- that's obviously really bad press. So oh, the, yeah. the bet it's it's possible it happened. I would well, we it. all know it's a scam. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. does anybody? I mean, I never believed that L. Ron Hubbard actually believed any of this shit. No, right. no, he was so- mentally ill. Oh. <laughs> and he looked up classic brainwashing techniques, and he masked it with this other shit. And, yeah. You know, now right. David Miscavige is reaping the benefits. <clears throat> yeah, and then some. Mm-hmm. So I think the next thing I want to do is I want to quickly, we'll see how quickly it is, but there is <laughs> a list of facts about Scientology, and there is a source for every single one of these facts, and I just want to go through them real quick. Fact number one, we uh, South Park. The Scientology episode. Because of that episode, the church became angry with Matt and Trey, the makers of the show, and they tried to get something on them for blackmail, but it gave up their investigation because it turns out they're just ordinary people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This was one of the, apparently one of the great failures of the church. They couldn't find anything. Yeah, I had read that they actually got somebody to work on the show that was a spy. Oh, wow. And he could not come up with a thing. Right. <laughs> now, is that that episode is the reason that Isaac Hayes left the show? Yes. Yep. Mm. Okay. He left the show when they were making it, my understanding. Uh, okay. yes. He was okay with them making fun of every other religion that they right. did prior, but this was uh, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. For <laughs> That's ridiculous. And he just happened to be a Scientologist. I don't see the connection, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, next fact, the German government refuses to recognize Scientology res- as a religion. They have officially labeled it an abusive business masquerading as a religion. Nice. Go Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So you will not find any Scientology churches in Germany. At least they did that right. Yeah. Yeah, but in the land of the free and the home of the brave? Sure, why not? Tax exempt status for you. Yeah. You paid off enough senators and congressmen and whoever. Knock yourselves out, kids. Along with that, Wikipedia has banned the Church of Scientology from editing any of its articles. Nice. 
because of its repeated deceptive editing of articles related to, well, Scientology. Yeah. Uh, in one of the, uh, what what's it called? In the uh, free game people, the Church of Scientology carried out Operation Freakout against Paulette Cooper, tried to get her imprisoned or to commit suicide or uh, committed to a mental institution because of her book that was critical on the religion. She actually has, a, there's a lot of information on her if you want to look up Paulette Cooper and her struggle against the church. <laughs> it is actually quite scary. Uh, the Cult Awareness Network has listed Scientology as the number one most dangerous cult in the world. Because they're partially accepted. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and they have shit tons of money. Yeah. yeah. Although less and less and a lot fewer followers. They're yeah. dwindling, but not fast enough. Right after South Park came out, numbers started going down. <laughs> yeah. uh, in 1943, and I love this one. This one's one of my favorites. L. Ron Hubbard fought a 68-hour naval battle <laughs> with two Japanese subs after misusing his vessel's sonar, the subs were non-existent. <laughs> he was actually the commander of a ship in the Navy and fought a 68-hour naval battle calling in reinforcements uh, and dropping depth charges into the water after nothing. That's fantastic. Wow. Now, none of that is true, right? <laughs> he wasn't even a commander in the Navy. Oh yeah, yeah. He yes, he was. He you sure? I could have mm -hmm. sworn that the, the thing I saw. They said he claimed to have been a commander, but it turned out he was like a yeoman or something. I mean, I could be wrong. Well, he wasn't a. He was his rank was lieutenant, but he was in charge of this vessel. Okay. And after doing this, he was called back into port. He was reprimanded, and then on the next set of maneuvers, he decided to do a gunnery test off the coast of Mexico without informing the Mexican government. <laughs> and Mexico called the uh, the White House and said, hey, uh, don't do that. <laughs> and that's when he lost his commission. Mm, okay. For, quote-unquote, attacking Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> he saw some phaetons on the shore. <laughs> Uh, so this is something that we can get into a little bit. The leader of the Church of Scientology, Shelley Miscavige, disappeared in 2006. She reappeared in 2007 for a, a family funeral and then hasn't been seen since. Hmm. Ah. So mm -hmm. I forget the, the woman's name, but somebody filed a missing persons report. The police went, um, apparently spoke with her, verified that she was not missing, and... Did not need their assistance, and that happened in two thousand eight, and nothing since. So she isn't this what caused Leah Remini to leave the church? Yes, it's exactly what happened because she asked David Miscavige where she was, and she wouldn't let up on it. Right, and then she became an SP, a mm -hmm. suppressive person, and so they she, kicked her out. So she's in the hole, which is the well, nobody knows where she is. Yeah. But it's pretty well documented that David Miscavige is an awful fucking human being. Oh, yeah. Uh, so who knows what happened to Shelley? Hmm. And uh, you, you have to be. You have to be to be okay with what you need to do for Scientology to be as successful as it is. Right. Like, the, the scary things that he has to, like, approve or order or, my goodness... Yeah, but I heard he's like like physically abusive to people in the church. Yeah. And, oh, probably. You know, so if he's if he's willing to do that, then I'm sure he's willing to do it to his wife. Sure. So in theory, Shelley Miscavige is being held is uh, the 
correct way, whether against her will or not, at the Church of Spiritual Technology, which is outside of San Bernardino. Uh, it has a fence around it with some really nasty-looking spikes on the top of the fence. Um, <laughs> most of the... <laughs> no escaping! The entire, the entire fence, the spikes are facing in, mm. and in some parts, they are also facing out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> in theory, that's where she is. In theory, yeah. Well, Miscavige is an interesting character, though. So how do you... Does he still believe... Do you think? No, I don't think he believed from the beginning. No. How do you get how how do you get that high up in the organization if you don't believe though? At least in the beginning. You the the way I read it in the book is that he was one of L. Ron Hubbard's like three or four right hand men, hmm. and as soon as L. Ron died, there was a power struggle, and he was the first one to the podium. You know, kind of like George uh, W. saying like, "Hey, guess what? I won." <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And he was like, "Yeah, Elron wanted me to be the guy." You know, he could. He he was probably close enough to Elron Hubbard to know that it was bullshit, and saw what you could do with it. And he turned it around. I mean, it was under David Miscavige that it became a religion, right? When it became, oh, I thought an it abu- was abusive oh, religion. I thought it was under Hubbard, but it, oh, I, I thought I, it was. I, I could be wrong. I thought because it, it, when did it become a religion? Like in the eighties? That's a really good question. It is a good question. I know they were trying from the get go, but. Well, it certainly became more abusive when he took over. Well, I've also heard stories of back in the day where when they would go out on Elrond's uh, ship, the Freedom Breeze or whatever the fuck you called it. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and that, like, when someone started asking too many questions or didn't like what they were being told to do, that they would toss these people overboard. Ah! The first, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, The first Scientology church was incorporated in December 1953 in Camden, New Jersey by L. Ron Hubbard. Right, but when did it become a religion in the U.S.? That was the first church. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and his cruise ship is called the Free Wind. Free Wind. Free I knew it was something. I was close. I said Freedom Breeze, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, formation was 1954, according to Wikipedia, but yeah, I don't know when it got... I mean, how, how do you classify when it becomes a religion? When it gets tax-exempt status? Right, when it was recognized by the federal court as a religion because of all of their lawsuits. They had tax-exempt status for a long time. Then they lost it in 67. So from 54 to 67, they had tax-exempt status. They got it back. It was settled in 93, at which time the church paid $12.5 million to the IRS. And the IRS recognized the church as a tax-exempt nonprofit organization. So 93. Yeah. Oh, yeah. L. Ron died in 86, right? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, so it was under Miscavige that they got everything, all the good stuff. That You're they wanted. correct. Huh. He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. So yeah, he was already dead at that point. Interesting. So, huh. yeah. Like, it boggles my mind that an organization that, uh, I think you heard us mention Project Snow White before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Which was them infiltrating the U.S. government to get documents. What were they trying to get? I forget. Dude, it was to erase uh, any records of... Scientology wrongdoings. And all the unfavorable records about Scientology yeah. and Elron Hubbard, yeah. Right. Yeah. And they got caught. And his Correct. wife got busted. She went to jail or she got something happened to her, right? But he was clear. He wasn't involved somehow. He managed to stay out of it. Hmm. Well, yeah, so nobody ha- would name him. He didn't do right. anything. He just directed it and no one would name him. No. Right. So this happens in this is what, in the early seventies, mid seventies around then? Um, Operation Snow White was in the 70s. That's all it says. Apparently, right. it was throughout the 70s. I don't know when they were arrested, but... 
And 20 years later, you're like, okay, you guys get to be a religion. I mean, granted, <laughs> there's a religion out there right now that most Americans are that allows their mm. people within the religion to touch small children all the time and just shuffle them around. So I guess it's not that crazy to think. <laughs> <laughs> on a massive scale, too. So, yeah. Yeah, on a global uh, – by the way, I saw Spotlight. You guys have watched this yet? <laughs> oh, no. Been- oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix, so I keep meaning to. But uh, again – when you want to be depressed, watch this. <laughs> no, it, it, it won't depress you. It'll make you happy. Okay. Yeah, it'll make you happy in the end. Right. But anyway, I, I can't believe that they would let an organization like that become a religion. Yeah, I don't think it was really a let thing. My understanding was that they filed so many suits Lawsuits. that the IRS couldn't man. They had no, no, no manpower to fight back. They just eventually went, all right, fine. You have tax exempt. It's <laughs> even still though. How could you do that though? Right. How do you give any? Especially as a government. When, I mean, I granted probably at the time they didn't understand. Like if they knew as much as we know now, because I would say in '93 it was still very secretive. No internet, no. like you said before. Mm. You know. Well, the internet was there, but yeah, not not like it not is the internet now. as we not know. Publicly it, yeah. available. Yeah. yeah. All right. So next fact: Vince Offer. Do you remember who that guy is? No. He's the ShamWow guy. Oh, that guy. <laughs> oh, Vince! <laughs> yes. He used the proceeds from his late-night marketed movie, the underground comedy movie, to sue the Church of Scientology. Oh. <laughs> Under, for what? Uh, so the lawsuit was in 1998. He filed it against uh, 20th Century Fox. The offer claimed that 14 scenes... In the uh, something about Mary was lifted from his film, and somehow that's related to science. So yeah, I'm not see. seeing the connection. Yeah, <laughs> give, give me a second. I don't know. I hadn't read it before. I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> and wasn't he arrested just recently, looking very haggard? And no, that was a while ago. He had a uh, domestic dispute. That's the picture where you see him looking all disheveled. Mm. Apparently, he uh, got in some trouble for... Actually, I think, uh, yeah, he tried to slap his wife or girlfriend around, and, and she, she beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> she so, defended uh, herself actively. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, after his film, well, there was a smear com- campaign against him by the Church of Scientology, because at one time, he was a Scientologist, and he had left. Mm-hmm. So there was a smear campaign against him, and then he sued them for defamation of character and for, well, apparently all the money that supposedly they cost him. Right. (laughs) I was going to say, because otherwise the late night comedy movie would have been a (laughs) box office smash. (laughs) Like something about Mary? (laughs) What was his name again? Uh, Vince Uh, Offer. So, uh, next, Jenna Miscavige-Hill, the niece of the chairman of Scientology, said she first learned about the story of Xenu. Now, she grew up in, in you know, the Scientology world. She wrote she, the book that I read. Right. She first learned about the story of Xenu by watching Trapped in the Closet episode of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she was raised. Right. <laughs> Effective parenting. Holy crap. Yeah, so they they go to real lengths to hide their nonsense from their followers. Oh, yeah, no internet, no TV. Families are all split up. She said she'd only seen her mother, like, five times in 12 years. Oh, man. 
And the parents don't live together. They're off in separate coasts. And then she's at the kid thing the whole time. It's insane. Yeah, wow. Miscavige pretty much, David, pretty much lives as the king. Yeah. He, he does whatever he wants, and people have to do what he says. Or they'll be put in the hole. It's like, a, it's like imagine Trump with actual brains. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, there is a Scientology drug rehab program called Narcocon. It uses, get this, saunas, vitamins, minerals, and oils to tackle the effects of drug addiction. And apparently this is a, this may be coming to a neighborhood near you. Uh-oh. This is a nationwide, Narcocon is a nationwide uh, movement to get people out of uh, the use of drugs. And it's been fought in several states because critics call it medically unsafe, quackery, and medical fraud. <laughs> but uh, like in California, it's being taught in public schools. Uh, the, the, the Narcocon representatives show up and there's, you know, they, they bring all the kids in and get to learn about their, their teachings. How the huh. fuck is that possible? So apparently they filed suit against the state of California for for trying to stop them and won. <sighs> you know. So this is a thing that still exists so and is one of their outreach programs. So I'm, I'm going to use a, a you know a CLM, CNN political term. Are they pivoting to their new <laughs> business? I don't know. Maybe, but this was a. I mean, this has been a long-standing organization. The Narcocon. Uh, sorry, Narconon. Narconon. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they are doing it as a uh, a way of getting a better foothold. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. You know, maybe the sale of Dianetics has died down. They're like, hey, here's our new gimmick to get you into Scientology. Yeah. That's fantastic. I didn't know that because I've known about Narconon's been a thing for quite a while. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I didn't. Yeah, I had no idea. You know, I've never needed to investigate. I just assumed Narconon all this time was uh, the uh, drug version of AA. That's uh, nar- NA, Narcotics That's Anonymous. NA. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I thought they were the same thing. It's interesting. So I, if you go to narconon.org, it's a very slick yeah. website. Um, there, it is. Uh, drug free for, for good. It's all very good. <laughs> Look down at the very bottom, the very, very bottom in the footer. L. Ron Hubbard. I'm getting there. Right. It's taking me a long time to scroll for some it's reason. It's a very big page, yeah. They also yeah. advertise a 100% oh, success rate. Oh, yeah. God. Well, anybody that says it's 100%, you know they're bullshitting. It's complete crap. Hey, Tom Cruise told me Scientologists are the authorities on everything. <laughs> they're the authorities on getting people off of drugs. They're the authority on whatever the fuck. <laughs> so is, Nar- hey. is Narconon a way to get people into Scientology, or is it the replacement for Scientology? Oh, a way to get people into. Okay. Yeah. No question. Okay. Yeah, It's Absolutely. the gateway. Yeah, how would you... How, how could... How better... To pluck a vulnerable individual oh. than from Narconon. Sure. Exactly. Wow. People who are in need, yep. Yeah, just like putting out a self-help book. Who picks up self-help books? But people who need fucking help. Sure. <laughs> if, if you're willing to, you know, pay money to for a book. Yeah. Wow. Fun fact about Scientology number 16. Charles Manson <laughs> took 150 hours of Scientology courses and rejected it as too crazy. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing. Uh, yes. uh, I love this one. In 1993, upon learning that they were to play a show at a venue owned by the Church of Scientology, the band Tool was opposed to performing, but contractually they had to. So when they played, Maynard spent most of the show buying like a sheep at the audience. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, right. Maynard is I, uh, fantastic. I don't want to drag this out, but I, uh, Karen, is there any chance you're still on that page? Which page? I clicked the I clicked the link from Narconine. No. About Elron Hubbard. Oh. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. It starts off amazing, and it shows me a picture <laughs> of him, and it makes it even more amazing for me because it starts off with among among the most beloved humanitarians in the last hundred years, Elron Hubbard is best characterized. By a simple by a simple declaration, I like to help others, and uh, to count it as a pleasure in my life, <laughs> and throw However, them his- off the freedom breeze. <laughs> <laughs> well, he usually enslaves them on on the free winds, um, which is the many reports of that. But this picture of him, I've never seen him prior to right now. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, and he's an I ugly can human. Only assume. No, I can only assume that. That neckerchief. This, that is, this, this is, I didn't believe it was him at first. I thought it was Michael McKeon <laughs> in every, like, character that he's ever made of a creepy smarmy dude. <laughs> is he wearing the, the captain's hat? No. He's no, not, not this time. But he has oh, he's not wearing the captain's hat? Every nope, picture I've got, seen, he's... He's got a plaid, he's got like a, a, a looks like a, yeah. He's got, oh, he's got that a photo, cravat, yeah. I think that a was a book cut photo. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, man. I'm using that picture on the webpage. There's no chance you I'm should. not. should. I love this. Oh, Narconon. Wow. Uh, so another fun fact, the Battlefield Earth that we'd mentioned before, it stayed on the bestseller list despite being critically panned because the Church of Scientology had members purchase thousands of copies, some going as far <laughs> as to repeatedly buy the same copy over and over again. Oh, what speaking a surprise. of which, so Dianetics was on the bestsellers list for decades mm. be- because they, they would go into bookstores, buy up all the copies, and then sell them back again. It was a constantly rotating book in, in bookstores. Th- but I also w- remember that... A time in the 80s for like, it seemed like for 10 years, every time you watch TV, you couldn't go more than five minutes without seeing a Dianetics commercial. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It and I'd be like, what is off. this, man? And there was like volcanoes going off and they're like, <laughs> read Dianetics. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I remember it the exact same way. <laughs> Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. And there was, there was volcanoes and explosions. I was like, I don't know what this is all about, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> so why aren't we Scientologists, you and me? Oh, man. Because we're both like, oh, wait, this involves reading. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's either laziness or we'll have to send a thank you note to our parents. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next next fact. When L. Ron Hubbard showed off at a Scientology's first clear member, the highest level of achievement with skills that include perfect memory, uh, the woman in question named Sonia Bianca couldn't uh, recall what color Hubbard, uh, the tie was that Hubbard was wearing. Mm. <laughs> so somebody quizzed her on the spot. Yep. Nice. <laughs> the Church of Scientology routinely gives its members security checks, and they begin with a 99-question interrogation given to children at the ages of 6 through 12. Ugh. 
and this is to make sure that they have not been unfaithful to the church. What they do to children is fucking horrible. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. And th- that uh, Beyond Belief book, some of the things that this girl wrote about, I just could not, I could not believe that a parent could let that happen to their child. Mm. You know, the constant grilling, the uh, the Nazi-like tactics where you're supposed to rat out your friends and shit like that if they question anything. The just the fucking physical labor that they make these kids do. Like they, like she was in that first round of kids who joined the kid version of Scientology, and her group is the one who built basically the compound for everybody else. Yeah, they right. had them haul, hauling rocks and building sheds or what have you. I mean, it's just um, crazy, right? Well, again, as we discussed, that's that's why you know uh, Katie Holmes needed to Escape. get out of the church because she was, you know, afraid that that was going to happen to her daughter. But again, I, the only thing that I have seen, I, I watched the uh, interview with Leah Remini after she had, you know, left the church and, and felt that it was safe to speak out. And she, you know, talked about those same things. Again, I don't know if the junior portion has its own name. And I wondered why I was confused. So I've been doing a little bit of reading and research while, while we have been discussing this. They go for to you don't have to be it's not as much elite, but they're coming under a lot of, of fire because they are pulling kids, you know, uh, 14, 13, 12 years old into the sea orgs mm. to, to uh, you know, further isolate them, to further indoctrinate them and separate them from their families. And they go through, they, they run the sea orgs like, in a, even in a more aggressive way than, than they run you in the military. Yes. Oh, yeah. To break you down and to... To help help the brainwashing, so uh, you know, again, that's what I came across in my reading. She was really worried that they were going to try to suck Surrey into the the Sea Orgs, and she was like, "I got to get out of this life right now." Well, the thing I read or saw was uh, like the kid was ready to go. Like Tom Cruise is like, "This is what she's got to do." And then Katie Holmes did some like Mission Impossible shit with like <laughs> cell phones and lawyers and buying houses on the sly and moved everything out and was officially like, okay, I'm out, Tom. And Tom's like, what? And the kid was gone. She was gone. The money was gone. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the divorce papers were filed. And then uh, from what I also understand, I, this might have been in Going Clear or might have been in, in this book about how the mad scramble that Miscavige had to do to find Tom Cruise somebody else so it didn't look like – he mm-hmm. was fucking crazy, and that's why Katie Holmes left. She must have signed some kind of non-disclosure thing about him or something, because she didn't Maybe. say shit, right? Nope. She is just happy to be out of it, and has. you're yeah. right, she has said nothing. Who's dating Tom Cruise? They For a while, they were trying to get him with... Uh, keep in mind, this is like 10... Well, how long did this happen? Like five years ago? Ten years ago? Yeah. Uh, I'd say five. They, the, uh, they tried to hook him up with... Uh, Who's the redheaded chick from that 70s Laura show? Papon? Yeah, she's a Scientologist, I believe. I believe they're trying to get her with her. And then there was wow. some model and some other shit, and it just wasn't working out. And I, he's with nobody now that I know of, right? I have no idea. He's he's he is a marvel to me. If he's with he anybody, a, they're keeping it on the low. Yeah. yeah, he is. He is an absolute marvel who has managed to to use this to his advantage. He's a four foot eleven dwarf that they've managed to turn <laughs> into a action hero. Well, blows my mind. I mean, listen, Tom Cruise, the, the motherfucker can act. There's, I, I can't get around that. I mean, I don't mind watching a Tom Cruise movie. I believe they got shit on him yes. at this point. But, but I do believe he was an honest-to-God believer for a while. Oh, yeah. Because there are some fucking videos that are just batshit crazy. I think, with- there's, I think there's a good portion of him that's still a believer, but I agree that they – I mean, 
when you're in Scientology, they're going to have shit on you because mm-hmm. you you have to tell them everything right. to, to move up. So Right, but they're never letting go. I mean, like, they'll let no. go of fucking Jason Lee and Liam Remedy because they're not fucking, you know, the stars. Oh, but he what? is like, mm-hmm. I mean, they had this. He's a poster child. Yeah, yeah there yeah, was some. Really is. I saw a video from some event that they held for him for being like the number one scientologist ever mm-hmm. he's brought scientology to 53 fucking million people or some mm-hmm. bullshit like that and he comes out on the stage after this long introduction miss cabbage walks up to him tom cruise fucking salutes him they salute yeah. each other back he, they gave him some award or something he looked like he believed it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i so think you, go, go ahead. ahead i was gonna say i think the thing with katie holmes might have broke him and hmm. but at that point they're like you're not going anywhere because you're your number one son Right. So maybe at this point, they're just like, here, come over to the other side. Come look behind the curtain and and we'll we'll work with you from there. Right. Well, there was a story when that whole thing first broke about how he was leaving the Church of Scientology because he he wouldn't be able to see his children anymore because the church makes his children at this point as peas. So he's not Mm -hmm. allowed to see them. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. But the whole story just kind of vanished. So I don't know if it was kind of scrubbed. Well, he might have put it out there like. Let the, you know, put mm. it out there to my public that I might be leaving because he wanted to see. Maybe they broke it. They're like, look, we don't care. Look at your fucking kids. We don't believe this shit. You should. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Just you t- toe the party <laughs> yeah. line, you can stay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because the, the the risk of him leaving would be a huge blow to them. He is their poster child. He, he is their, their, their celebrity star. I'm more curious how uh, the other wife got out, Nicole Kidman. Mm. And they had kids too, right? They, they had did. adopted kids and real kids. Yeah. That all sounds true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know was, how that don't, took I, place. Yeah, I don't think he was that. There was a. Uh, was he that deep at that point? Uh, he was in it. I know that much. Yeah, I felt like they were just maybe they were rising two? stars or fringe members, <laughs> and and she was she got out of there quick. Yeah. Now those were the good Tom Cruise movie years. Yeah, yeah. this is true. I can, I can I can watch me some Far and Away or Days of Thunder any yeah. day of the week. So I'm just wandering through um, information about David Miscavige. He is five foot one. Mm-hmm. He does. He I've seen him, you know, up on stage and doing things before. I mean, with Tom Cruise, he's also short. It's would be hard to tell, but five foot one is short for David. Yeah, but you give him the nice tan, the perfect hair. Yeah, perfect put teeth. some lifts in his shoes. Yeah, yeah. the ch- the chiseled yeah. jaw, the constant. You know, he's man. It's classic, like. The, all the higher ups are those classic kind of like get in your face mm. talkers. Like, the, like they're just that that I guess you'd call it type A personality or whatever it is. Sure. That just are able to fucking bend people. Leaders, yeah, yeah. But like using, but yeah, I guess leaders, but using their powers for evil. Yeah, yes. but there are there are leaders who are not that type of personality. Oh right. yeah, sure. Wait, well, it's a combination of things. It's you know, it, it's yeah. leadership ability and and. No morals and. <laughs> but Jared touched on something that uh, that makes me the the saddest thing <laughs> for me. Uh, well, maybe not the saddest. I'm exaggerating. But uh, and along with the last fact in the list here is that the woman who voices Bart Simpson, uh, Nancy Cartwright, donated once donated ten million dollars to the Church of Scientology. Holy moly! Uh. Twice her annual salary from the show, and that leads me to the the thing that makes me sad. All of the actors mm. who are Scientologists. I mean, you mentioned one of the big ones that hit me hard. I had no idea that Jason Lee was a Scientologist. Oh, that, I know. It killed oh, it me makes too me so sad. Uh, and uh, Ethan, how do you pronounce his name? Supley? 
Ethan Suple is a Suplet? Scientologist? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, that is disappointing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Laura Propon. Um, yeah. Topher. That bummed me out. Topher Grace? Topher Grace as well? Topher Grace. Huh. And, the whole, uh, the the guy whole that, 70s show? <laughs> the guy that played Hyde as well. I can't remember his name either. What? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much all of that 70s show. What? Scientologists. It's 50% of Hollywood actors just fucking morons? Yes. Greta Van Susteren. Seriously. I hate her, too. Well, oh, hmm. good. Where is she? <laughs> I don't recognize that. Uh, she's a reporter. Oh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, she, yeah. she's telling that Republican about. line now. God damn. Hide? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look up to that guy. <laughs> uh, but it's not all of the... Uh, I don't know about Aston Kutcher. I don't... I haven't found that no, yet. No, I, 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 I... What's that? Go ahead. I, I, I know nothing about him or... Milikunas uh, is not. Yeah, just tell me that Red is not and I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. And John Travolta, you can't forget him. And Kirstie oh, Alley. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Th- those, yeah. those are just given. <laughs> the ones oh. that won't go away. <laughs> Beck? Beck is a Scientologist? Yeah, that one shocked me too when I found that out. The musician? Yeah. Yeah. No way! Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> Bijou Phillips? Yeah, whatever. Uh. Yeah. Hardly a celebrity. Mm, barely. <laughs> Beck, really? Beck. Crap, now I hate all Beck's music. <laughs> and Isaac Hayes' music, damn it. Yeah, I'm okay with hating his music. I was not okay with hating it. I was really, as I'm really impressed by him as yeah. an artist. Yeah, me too. He is. Uh, uh, this is really bumming me out. <laughs> I really Maybe want he's just rest- doing it for fun, Ian. Like, he's going to write an <laughs> album about it, you know? <laughs> Maybe he's really going deep. <laughs> yeah. Greta Van Susteren, that's, that's, I mean, the actors are typically flighty, selfish idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but Greta Boom, Van Susteren, take that, actors. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to well, all no, the actors she, that are She's listening. got a point, though, because <laughs> yeah. they want actors. That's yeah. like their bread and butter. Yeah. And well, you they, feed they into the an most a- exposure. Yeah, and you feed into an actor's ego, mm. you know, the way that they do. And I'm sure that yeah. they keep a lot of that fate and shit under wraps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But these people have got to have been have seen the internet before. I mean, come on. Uh, Jason Lee is like, yeah. I've seen interviews with him. He's a funny guy. He seems smart. Right. Yeah, again, with Beck. And Ethan Suplay is still kind of a bummer. Yeah. So the one that got me is, and, and this I still don't understand, Will Smith, who has never confirmed he is a member of Scientology, he actively has worked with the Scientologist to, uh, to get members. Hmm. Oh, really? Hmm. Yes. Huh. So he he has said he is not a Scientologist, but he attends their he has attended their gatherings as far as you know, uh, uh, like a dinner to to get people to other actors to get them into the Scientology. He's he has so done that rec- sort of thing. He's a recruiter, like a recruiter. Yeah, yeah. I have seen some interviews with him where he does say some borderline shit that made me thought he might have been one. Well, yeah, he's he's not completely all there, so yeah. I think he knows f- if he comes out, it'll fucking ruin his career. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget uh, uh, Juliet Lewis and uh, oh, uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is a Scientologist. Is no. Oh, uh, when he what? when he was with Juliet Lewis, they both mm. were. Oh, Juliet yeah. Lewis. Uh, he at one point said, "You know what? This is okay. This is too crazy. I'm mm. out." 
and <laughs> she freaked out. And that's She's why like, the this two is of them... just enough crazy for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, she can handle a whole lot of crazy. Oh, Clearly. Right. Priscilla Presley, forgot about her. Um, that, uh, that's really enlightening. Here all these years, I thought like one day he just looked over to his left and was like, oh my God, I'm dating Juliette Lewis. I'm Brad Pitt. What's going on? But it was Scientology the whole time. It was. Yeah, footnote, I hate Juliette Lewis. <laughs> I'm kind of with you on that too. Like her face just irritates oh, me as well. It really does. Yeah. Well, she's so weird looking. She's got a weird face. Yeah. It makes me sad to have to look at it. And she reminds me of someone else who I hate even more. Can't think of her name at all right now. So <laughs> I'll get back to you once I do. Okay. So I wanted to make note there was an article about Scientology in the Scientific American. Um, and the, basically the question was, is there any positive effect to Scientology? Because you have a lot of these people, a lot of actors, a lot of well-known people just going on and on about how great it is and how it can improve your life. And so the, the study in that was posted in the Scientific American, basically it sums up to, every therapy produces enthusiastic testimonials because of the justification of effort effect. Mm. Um, so when you invest time and money and effort into a therapy, you're more likely to say it helped even if you don't feel any better. Because you have put so much time, effort, and money in, you want you don't want to seem like you got taken. Sure, makes sense. Absolutely, and that's basically what the what the Scientific American article sums up. It goes into the whole story and everything and everything we've already discussed. But I just wanted to mention the the, the whole justification of effort. So I'm wondering if that is where Tom Cruise is, where he's oh. like he spent so long with this with this in his life. That to to come out and say that he's leaving, he you know, he just can't do it. <laughs> I, I love the last little mini paragraph. It's two sentences. To be fair, the Scientology's Xenu story is no more scientifically untenable than other faiths' origin myths. If there is no testable means of determining which creation cosmology is correct, perhaps they are all astounding science fictions. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Oh, I love, yeah, Bill Maher talks about that, too, because whenever he talks about Scientology in his act, mm. people start laughing, and he goes, oh, you think that's funny? Let you me think tell that's you. crazy, yeah. right? But the snake and the apple, all that shit's legit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So rounding it out to other religions, yeah, it, it, he's absolutely right. It's all complete nonsense. This is just more nonsensy. <laughs> well, the reason I hate Scientology way more over most so-called religions is the one, to me, like I said, it is blatant fucking brainwashing. Just sure. fucking straight out. And there's actual physical abuse of people, and they take advantage of weak-minded people. Now, that's not to say that the Catholic Church is not fucking perfect, <laughs> and they do some awful shit, but, I mean, well, it's hard to equate the two. Well, it, no, actually, it is, it's easy to equate the two, because you look at the systematic acceptance of child abuse in the Catholic Church— and it is systematic. That's, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. But like the like your normal everyday person who goes to church, it's you know, not ab it's not abused. Sure, right. And they donate what five dollars or ten dollars. They're they're not getting taken for thousands of fucking dollars and getting locked in the box and told to split off from their family and send their kids to this fucking whatever. True, you know. But yes, the kid touching is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So well, speaking I- of problems, the one thing that we touched on before that I figure we need to uh, to hit before we wrap up here is uh, the squirrel busters. <laughs> so the the in the church there's a jargon for heretic which is squirrel. So you call that's this the you call someone a squirrel when they were a member of the church and are now causing problems for the church. Okay. So a squirrel buster is a group of people who go out and make either previous Scientologists or other people who are against Scientology try to make their lives a living hell. Uh, one of the biggest, I think this was in the Going Clear, was uh, Rathburn. Marty, Marty, Rathburn. Marty Rathburn. I'm pretty sure he uh, he was a big portion of, uh, of that uh, he show. Was, he was one of the higher-ups there. He was like... Two or three down for Miscavige. Yeah, 27 years he spent in Scientology. Apparently, the Squirrel Busters rented a house down the street from him. They were staking out his front porch. They harassed his wife with uh, sexual questions and uh, inquiries. They sent a sex toy to her work. They just, you know, they wore uh, T-shirts that had squirrels with Rathburn's face on them with cameras strapped to their heads and then would go up and harass him and record it. There are tons Um, of videos on YouTube of them doing this to him. Wow. Yeah. The church maintained that they were with, that everything they did was to protect its secrets and its sanctity and that they were fully within their rights to do so. To harass people with pictures of his face in a squirrel body. Yeah. Okay. It really comes down to the equivalent to me of walking up to your friend and sticking your finger in their face and going, I'm not touching you. (laughs) Not touching you. Not touching you. That is what it is. (laughs) But for years. Yeah. For you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they walk that line where they're just like, we're not on your property, Marty. Right. And then they ask some asinine fucking question or they send, you know, they they do things that they cannot get busted for, but Mm. just would make you want to punch them in the face a hundred times. And they have the cameras just in case you ever do. The fact that this guy has not lost his shit Mm. on them and the wife, too, is amazing. Well, that's like what um, what is it? the, The church that follows and goes to military funerals. And, oh, the Westboro Baptists? Yeah, Westboro Baptists. It's the same kind of harassment. They pick different targets and varying targets, but it's all about getting in the news and getting people to punch them. So See, but, yeah. but it's yeah. different with the Scientology because they're not looking for any kind of media attention. Yeah, true. They're doing this just to fuck with that person's life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they are fair game. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that is disappointing. I was so pumped. I was like in this whole show to hear about Squirrel Busters because I didn't know what it was and it had the title Squirrel Busters. And like all our shows, what a goddamn down note. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent the last like two and a half minutes daydreaming about all the ways I could kill those guys. <laughs> <laughs> like graphically with baseball bats and other things. And it's just been, I'm like, man. Uh, just remember one- the story of Xenu. It'll put a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. So, 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 yeah, let's just let's bring it back around to a high note. Let's describe again what Scientologists believe. Eh, that sad, underachieving warlord. No, that's not going to bring me up. <laughs> well, I don't want to leave you on a out. down note. That's horrible. Eh, I'm just going to go home and <laughs> hug a baby. Dude, he, fl- he flew yeah. off the cliff when he found out Beck was a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> no really, oh, back. It, Sorry, I don't think there is. <laughs> that Beck thing is killing me. I feel like the Jason Lee thing I knew, so I was a little bit braced, but. Yeah. Uh, well, just remember that the Earth is known as Tijiak. 
<laughs> that there are thetans everywhere, that they were forced to watch a 3D movie for 36 days. <laughs> that part's my favorite. It is. I mean, it, it, again, I can't read that without making, without smiling. It's just... Well, they, they brought humans, well, they, not humans, they brought you know, humankind See, to Earth on DC-8s. Yeah. And then put them in volcanoes and blew them up with hydrogen bombs. I mean, come on. Why volcanoes? I mean, at the point where you're using hydrogen bombs. Because well, it looks cool on the Dianetics commercial. <laughs> <laughs> why bring the bodies all, why bring humans all the way to Earth to blow them up with hydrogen bombs? Why not just bring the Thetans here? Holy seem a lot crap, easier. I never realized that. The cover of Dianetics is an exploding volcano. Oh, yeah. I never. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. On that note, we are way over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it quits at this point. Uh, we could probably go on complaining about this quote unquote religion for a while, but we're just going to, yeah, we're going to call it here. We're going to get uh, squirrel busted after this one. <laughs> I hope not. So hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or have anything that you would like to ask us, feel free to leave a comment on our website, profaneargument.com. Uh, you could also email godless at profaneargument.com. Uh, I do want to mention uh, our network of podcasts. Please check it out. The soon to be named network at soon to be named network.com. You can get a lot of other shows on there. Yeah. Of all sorts of uh, different types and various, uh, various topics. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Zeno. Uh, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Oh, this is Ian. Super <laughs> sad Ian. <laughs> Thank you, good night, and may your God go with you. 